on the show you excited today uh rubik yeah yeah this is gonna be great uh, i'm looking forward to this one absolutely absolutely uh, i've been waiting for this and i have to start by you know apologizing we we had joan here uh slated for an earlier episode got some timing issues messed up uh nonetheless we're here now welcome to the show joan uh thank you for coming on again <laughs> <laughs> no thank thank you for having me guys great awesome and you know um having the opportunity to talk to you know the founders the organizers the creators of these um projects really allows the community to get a sense of understanding of you know where the project is coming from how how you guys are building out and what it is exactly uh that brought you to immutable x so I think um, first things first, I like to get started with uh, what's your what was your inspiration for House of Boxing? Uh, what got you started down the road of, of like, hey, let's let's do a boxing game? Yeah, actually, you know, um, you know, everything comes really on the ethos of creating a, a gaming studio that um, that that used blockchain to provide actually players the capability to own their own in-game assets. So, um, and, and then combining that with going with brands and strong IPs that we could tap into existing audiences, for us, that was a very strong combination. And then obviously boxing was one of our, or one of, of our first kind of, um, market that we want to tap into just because of um how engaged the audience the audience is and um the fact that we thought that they or we think that there is a, a lack in the market um on on gaming um experiences or digital experiences that can connect um the boxing fans to the sport enjoy and enjoy the live sport in a different way in the same way that football has their fantasy games or Formula One has its own or their own games. Um, boxing doesn't really have that, and so we thought we could provide a a good experience to users yeah. through House of Boxing. Yeah, I, I really like that because I I grew up an avid player of Fight Night. Um, there were uh, several uh, boxing tournaments that we held in in a friend of mine uh, in his garage where we'd be taking turns playing each other uh, at fight night and then after fight night there there was really um still to this day i, I think there's a, a lack of um content for boxing fans to be able to create because uh there really isn't a great um boxing game out there yeah well joan are you a barcelona resident i believe in a massive football fan and a regular ticket holder to barcelona's burner um 
Camp New, yeah, or New Camp. Why did you go with boxing over soccer or another sport? What was there an opportunity for boxing? Yeah, I mean, look, ultimately, I think it's quite common across, um, you know, sport fans um, where, you know, I'm a, I'm a frustrated uh, Football Club Barcelona fan, but it's not because we're struggling for the past few few years, <laughs> but it's more because, you know, since I was a kid, I have been collecting, playing fantasy gaming and going to the Camp Nou, as you're saying, in Arubic, um, towards mm-hmm. my team. Um, however, it has been a one-way relationship so far where yeah. I was giving it all for the team that I love, but unfortunately the club doesn't even know my, of my existence. Um, yeah. And I thought that, you know, ultimately as, you know, now that we are in, in an era where uh, the way we interact with the sport is every day more digital, and actually fantasy games are the number one fan engagement tool in the digital ecosystem for, for fans to um, interact with the sport. I when we analyzed the, the, the market, we, we clearly saw that there was a massive gap for boxing fans. Like there's 220 million boxing fans which actually play fantasy games for other sports. But however, they don't have a game experience um, that can actually connect to, their, to the, the sport that they love, right? And that, then, and that can, connect, can connect themselves to the athletes, to the promoters, to the events. Um, in the same way they do with other sports, no? and so we we thought it was a uh, you know a good way to to you know a, a good sport to start with, um, and with a vision to create the go-to games to elevate the enjoyment of of live sports. No? Yeah, I love it, mm-hmm. love it. So when it when it came to uh, creating the game and and um, the design for everything, what were some of the major influences? Uh, for, for you guys? So we always say that we are kind of in between, like we want to build a game, like we're, we are free to play gaming company that uses blockchain to elevate the experience of the, of the players, right? And so with that ethos in mind, we, like we are not here for the financial gain, if that makes sense. Um, but we are here to create experiences, game experiences that actually make you feel emotionally, emotionally attached to the game. Right. And so in that sense, we have as references um, either traditional fantasy games or manager games such as, you know, Top 11 or Football Manager, Formula One Clash um, or any other free to play games that you have an emotional attachment to them. But at the same time, we want to connect the fans to the sport, to the live sports Um, in the same way as, for example, DraftKings would connect you to the sports, right? Uh, where you have an act, you have actually stake in the, in the uh, skin the game um, for everything that happens within, within, the, within the sport. No? And so we combine those two kind of, um, let's say, uh, type of experiences to build our own experience. A game that kind of can get you attached to the game experience and at the same time be like, Oh, actually, I'm having so much, like a lot of fun, and actually, I can have a, uh, I can gain a benefit in the real life by playing um, during the weekends or competing during the weekends um, on on a global scale and win rewards such as you know cash or merchandise or tickets to events or meet and greets. You know? mm. 
Yeah, I really go over there. Yeah, I, I really like that uh, that format. Um, you know, being able to go into the weekend knowing that hey, there's a big match coming up. Um, let's go ahead and put put my predictions in for who I think is going to win. Um, taking some of the NFTs that you have from the founders pack and being able to put those as little bonuses. Um, as hey, if, if if my prediction is correct, you know I get ten percent, twenty percent extra bonus points for making the correct um, uh, guess, and then and then being able to get rewarded from that. That's uh, I like that. Yeah, and by the way, like now I I I saw you the zoos that you are you you were ranked week uh, on the on this previous um, uh, you know weekly game. Um, the, 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 like the most exciting thing that, that we have in the team is that we are just like 5% in, in, in the development of the product and all the utilities of the boosters and so on, we expand massively in the coming weeks. Um, like every booster we have their own, its own traits that will affect your predictions. Um, and even the casual game or the career mode game, you will be able to, you know, fight and then, um, you know, earn. Um, you know, experience which you can effectively train your boxer, level him up, go to bigger arenas, and make your fighter to become kind of the world, um, the the world title title um, holder. No, and so with 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 all these elements that we we are putting in place, we hope we we are hoping to create that emotional attachment during the day to day experience, and then during the weekend have that thrilling effect of following the live sport. Um, and have a, a skin the game for every match that is happening, but at the same time without putting, like, like uh, uh, let's say a financial, a financial element in place such as betting companies. So it's like a free-to-play experience if that if that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. What's uh, what is the core game loops of the fully fully you know well it's not the fully realized game but you know over the next couple of months what are the the, the game that the players are going to be able to, uh, to uh, participate in you've mentioned a couple but yeah no 100 percent. so ultimately there are two main loops you know so number one your career mode right mm-hmm. where effectively you have your own boxer where you can make it make it make him fight against other fighters and effectively you can win um, coins every time that you fight, and then at the same time you're losing energy, right? So you, every day um, you have a specific amount of energy that you can spend. No? Um, if you win, you win coins, and you win as well ex- experience uh, experience points, where effectively you can use them to um, to to train your boxer and effectively level him up. Every time that you level him up, effectively you get access to newer arenas which effectively put at stake more coins and at the same time more energy. So it's almost like in real life, right? Like a more amateur boxer would fight many boxing, boxing fights every year um, to keep, you know, uh, going up in the ladder uh, versus the world title kind of well, champions would, play, would fight maybe once or twice per year. And effectively they would put everything at play during those, those fights. You know? And so here is kind of that same kind of cadence where at the beginning you would, you would need to play a lot. Um, and then as you keep going up, we'll put more things at stake every time that you fight. You know? mm. And so 
That would bring us to the second loop, which effectively, every time that you fight, you can win coins, which is a soft currency. So it's not a, like a, like a um, let's say, a, a hard token or a crypto token. Effectively, it's, um, a, it's a soft currency that you can use into what is called the second loop, which is the manager predictions, where basically are the weekly fights that happen globally. Um, and you can predict what is going to be the outcome of each one of the different fights, and you can put at stake your coins and predict what is going to be the outcome. Depending on how um, you actually, um, how good are you at predicting, you get ranked on a weekly basis, and you're going to get rewards in the form of cash, in the form of merchandise, in the form of tickets to events, and so on. And so that as well will put effectively, will give you experience as a manager to then keep training your boxer and give him more experience to keep improving, if that makes sense. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I was actually just uh, I was actually just playing through a round against uh, someone, and um, I, you know, one of the things that I really like about the career mode is that you're you're actively um, selecting your fight styles. You're you're actively able to um, kind of play a role in the outcome of the the simulated fight. Whereas a lot of the, the games right now that have simulation and things like that, that I've seen, it's like you, you kind of set up your gear before the, the match and then uh, all hope is up to the sim kind of going in your favor. Whereas this allows you to kind of get to know your fighter's uh, fight style and allow you to make decisions based off of that. Yeah, no, and actually you're making a very good point. This is like I, we are improving our gameplay a lot now internally. Like, um, I think you would have a ton of fun because like it's almost we have like the each box we have its own traits. Um, and so depending on how, you know, you train your boxer, it will become better at different fighting styles. So you will be able to select which fighting style do you want him to play, but not only at the beginning of the fight, but in every single round. So you will be able to select in every single round, what do you want your fighter to do? And based on what is the strategy that you are, you, you're effectively choosing, um, you will be able to get specific outcomes on every round and make strategic decisions. So you can end up um, you know, winning the fight. Yeah, I like that. Um, so long term is how how do you see what's your vision for for the game development? So like, look, ultimately we want to create the number one fun engagement experience in boxing. You know, so we are connecting promoters, boxers, um, even like broadcasters um, to House of Boxing. So effectively. Um, boxing fans can enjoy the sport um, in through House of Boxing, right? Um, in the way of like, start with obviously the gaming aspect, but then being able to access to different elements of boxing, whether it's you know predicting, watching, interacting with the with the, with the athletes, or even like getting access to the different events, right? So we want to use um, the gaming experience as a top of the funnel element and then um, be you know become kind of become the actual house of boxing 
um, if, um, I know exactly. If that you know, it, it makes sense. sense. It, it, it really does. Like, um, and and it, you know, being able to to do something like that is is something. It, it's pretty far arching, but it it doesn't seem impossible to do, considering the fact that, um, you know, there isn't much out there when it comes to terms of of things for boxing fans. Um, do you see it as a bit of a struggle because uh, possibly like the different promotion groups uh, behind boxing have caused uh, a bit of a segmentation in in the industry? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, boxing is a massively fragmented market. Yeah. So you would have the promoters and the athletes and so on. But ultimately... Um, you know, the, the fans are very clear on what are their needs and, um, and as well, how they, they want to interact with the sport, you know. Um, and so, and, and not only that, like the athletes as, as well, they want platforms that they can expose, expose themselves and being able to reach out better and more frequently to their fans, you know. And so we're trying to solve that, 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 sol- that problem. We have... We are now partners of Queensbury, which is the largest promoter of boxing or one of the most legendary ones in Europe, um, which effectively have all the video footage for the last 30 years of Queensbury, which effectively features, you know, Mike Tyson, Tyson Fury, Prince Kasim, Ricky Hatton, and many more, right? Yeah, that's and, huge. And not only that, we are currently um, in contact with a bunch of promoters in the U.S., um, that um, and like even with a bunch of as well of boxers right so we are onboarding over 30 different uh, athletes in the next couple of months into house of boxing and effectively as well onboard massive promoters across across the across the globe during yeah the next few and, months, yeah. and i think that's a huge one for for you guys to thrive and and have that success is is bringing on um the the different promoters and the different athletes as well because um having the backing of of the promoters that are actually putting these things on and um they're massive events you know they're multi-billion dollar events that that people are tuning into um like there's there's a fight coming up between Jake Paul and and Nate Diaz, right? And that's two people that are not traditionally boxing people. Jake Paul has come up recent more recently and actually kind of made something of himself for the box for for a boxing career. But the the speculation of two non necessarily boxers that have turned into boxers for for this this sort of beef is is huge for the sport. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And 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 actually, you know, you can see how this sport is shifting as well towards new trends. You know, as you were you were mentioning Jay Paul, you no, know? like there are three main like. Um, I mean, I know I need to be careful about talking about like YouTube, like boxing YouTubers and so on, because 
so there, there are some diehard boxing fans which um, they have strong feelings against. I totally them. agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm with them. That's why I framed it as I did. They're not boxers. You know, if anything, Nate Diaz is closer to a boxer than Jake Paul yeah. ever will be. But let's not necessarily have to go there. Let's just stay with like the, the fact no, no, of the matter. I, you know. <laughs> but but you know, I completely agree with you. This this is, um like actually like ultimately you know the three like most like three of the most watched events in the last um few um years was obviously Paul versus Tommy Fury, but then you have La Velada del Año, which was um uh, um an event of um Latam and Spanish Twitch streamers which it was organized by um you know Ibai, which unfortunately had over a hundred million live views during the event. 100 million it was just insane and then, it's it's crazy uh, people ISL. still yeah people still want to see their favorite uh youtubers and things like that beat the hell out of each other i get it like <laughs> i'll give you, I'll give you some, I'll give you some local knowledge as well for australia so for the last 20 years there's been a real big habit of i don't know if you know the game rugby league it's not rugby the one that the world plays it's specific to australian and england it's a lot harder it's a lot tougher than rugby or it's not tougher but it's bigger hits um mm-hmm. and and a lot of the, the the so it's a very tough sport and a lot of them footballers stop at 35 36 34 playing uh rugby league and start boxing for to get the money coming in because they just make so much money out of it just, like they make more money out of the boxing career as amateurs fighting each other than they do in rugby league so it's it's yeah. a powerful sport that brings money to like it's just bring so much money. So to create this, to have no fantasy or big or house of boxing style competition, it's just unfathomable to me that there isn't something like this out there already. So I think you've really hit like a, you know, you've got an opportunity to, to make this um, vision grow into what you, what your desires are. Yeah. So, uh, okay. yeah. yeah. So I just was going to ask, like, where, where do you think, um, how, how's the development going on, on the product is, um, do you want to talk us through the, the journey of your development team and where it's at now and where you're at, where the product's at and you know give us give us a sure, rundown on so, that. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, Rubik, like when you said the the, the NRL, the National Rugby League, like I actually we actually um, you know spoke a lot with them in the past few few months um, as well. Yeah. So I I know they can know as well aware with Immutable and we're like as well like partners when we work with brands and so on. One of the main brands that we started working with was the NRL um, like last year. But anyway, that's another. I'll, I'll say one more thing before you go on. Um, Australia would be a great market for you. I, I, in the early 2000s, Australia, with a population of 30 million people, but pittance of the whole world, had 25% of the world's poker machines. <laughs> we like gambling <laughs> so if you're going to make a gambling game you you want to you want to try and crack this market because we're a bit uh you know a bit susceptible to a, a bit of a bet <laughs> well yeah look i think that it's like ultimately the the concept of like you know mixing casual gaming or free-to-play gaming with like the excitement of like have skin in the game with live sports such as you know drafting does i think is a it's, a it's an interesting concept that needs to be untapped in the blockchain enables us to untap, no? so um, uh, to, to, to tap on. So basically, yeah, I think definitely, you know, the Aussie market is something that definitely we are, we are looking at closely. Um, 
but yeah, look, let me let me give you the two cents on uh, around the um, around the development of house boxing. I mean, we've been in the last six months doing um, kind of stealth uh, stealth development work um, on the product to understand well the product market fit of this concept and understand what were the needs of you know number one boxing die box die hard boxing funds and number two mainstream boxing funds because it is very different as a boxing fund that is very committed to the sport on a week-to-week basis than maybe a mainstream casual boxing fund which might just follow the main fights right so we wanted to do an experience that was for everyone and so with that in mind we started navigating through different concepts until we are we, we were convinced about the concept that we have now in our hands um, and so now we have in the past few couple of weeks we have released um, the alpha version of house of boxing which has the very um, core loops of the experience that I, we just were talking before um, and and actually like the initial we are doing any marketing at all so literally you guys are the first ones we are talking about this about house boxing in public um, and, and so literally we are now um, ready to go out there and start like bringing users to the to house of boxing and so um, because we are actually very excited about the, the numbers that we are having um, and what, what are we seeing or what is the behavior that we're seeing. We saw an increase of over a thousand percent of average session time per week on on the game and we're seeing like a ton of um, engagement on, on the game itself. No? And so we, we're excited about that and, and now we're going to start revamping kind of the, the efforts around bringing new users to House of Boxing and and, and activating the product now. Um, and then there is one one final thing, which is that in in the second week of September, we are planning to do a, a, what we will call an, an inaugural, inaugural um, drop, which will be featuring like all the legends of the sport, which will Mike Tyson, Tyson Fury, like all the different legends that I mentioned before. Um, and at that point, we'll be as well releasing um, new features into 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 the market now, and between now and then, we will be um, doing a range of activities with over 30 different partners um, across boxing, the web web three marketplaces, guilds, and as well um, game launchpads. And so we are super excited about bringing the product to life. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's huge. Getting getting some of the like the the legends in there and you know adding to the uh, actual IP that you have available already is huge. Um, in terms of uh, your you know blockchain partnerships, uh, you know why why choose Immutable and so far what what's your experience like working with them? So like the main reasons like there are mainly two main reasons why we chose Immutable. Like number one was because we are very aligned on the vision that they have um, on what blockchain um, products need to actually address in, in terms of needs of gamers. No? And so we, 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 we solve for the same problems that um, Immutable is solving for. 
right? So whether it's, you know, giving um, players ownership of their own in-game assets and being able to as well um, right, do it in a, in a way which is frictionless, no? Which that brings me to the second reason, which is the technology that they, they, they use and the way to onboard users to Web3, right? So they don't, like, the way we understand um, NFTs or, or or even the Web3 space is not as, is not as from a product standpoint, but from a technological standpoint, right? So for us, NFTs are, you know, it's, it's not a product, it's a technology. And so with that premise, like we want to make sure that users that use Hazard Boxing or any other of the games that we are developing don't even realize that they have a, you know, a, a, they are using actually blockchain, um, right? So we we are very aligned with them on, in in that sense. Whether it's onboarding them through frictionless experiences, um, not no blockchain um, knowledge or experience required. Um, simple onboarding flow, simple payment flow, um, and having free-to-play gaming experience as a core element. No, and so. Those are kind of the two main aspects from a very high level perspective that we went with with Immutable. Yeah, that's I, I like that. Um, you know, the one of the biggest parts of of you know the growing pains for NFTs is trying to explain to someone what NFT means. So, um, just trying to minimize the amount of exposure that they have to um, the blockchain portion of it and allowing them to have a, a great user experience is, is the biggest thing. Yeah. Have you worked, no, no, have you worked with them? Has the team started integrating much with the blockchain of the, the final version of the blockchain in yet? And how has that been with working with Immutable? So in working with have... Immutable, yeah, like ultimately I think it's, um, you know, the Immutable it's, um, you know, so far they have been super helpful. I mean, they're not only our technological blockchain providers, if that makes sense, but they are as well our business partners where we go and talk with brands. Um, and so, so they're super accessible from a business development standpoint. Um, they're equity investors of last as well. Um, and then on top of that, they help us bring our game experience to life. No? And so, um, you know, if you um, plan ahead with them and 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 actually try to um, you know have an, an uh, a cohesive experience, a comprehensive experience um, that you want to build, so far it's you know um, they 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 have the re- the different resources to 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 help us to help us out. No, um, obviously they have. I think. Really, we 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 met we we were discussing this um like the other day you know but yeah. ultimately Mutable is a startup right so they have the the growing pains that most of the startups have um when they are growing when they're growing so so quickly mm, yeah so yeah that's the uh the common uh you know experience with uh, that some people are having with Immutable that they that that they've got hundreds of games want to build on them and they've only got like 400 in total employees and a lot of them would be learning still and they're not all devs so you know like it's only less than <laughs> half of them would be devs so like there's one dev per game maximum absolute maximum maybe one per two games 
So yeah, it's hard to get their time sometimes. So like you said, plan ahead, be understanding of that, and you know, you'll most most of the companies that have that kind of um, attitude are, uh, are winning. You know, using mutable um, people yeah. that walk in and go, "Oh, well, I'm building the best game now. Give us just everything we need right now." It doesn't work out very well for them, I don't think. Um, yeah. Interesting one. No, but um, it's a very good point. And what you mentioned, Rubik, like there is one main thing that I think it's critical for everyone that is building in this space, which is that ultimately you need to be self-sustainable. Um, and, and for us being like, you know, we are almost 24 months into a market and now we are in a moment where we have the best team in place we have ever had now. Um, and, and now we are completely independent. So like we go to Mutable to ask them certain aspects of integration and elements but they are not actively supporting us, if that makes sense. Um, and, I th- and I think that's kind of a critical <laughs> key element to understand that Immutable, I don't think, they have, as you were saying, they have the capacity to be able to support yep. you to build, but more like the support to integrate with, with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're permissionless for a reason. So like it's their, their vision is to build, a, it's permissionless um, and therefore, Anyone can build on them and has the docs there to do it, but they're there to guide and help you. And you sound like you've got some extra, you know, help with other things. That's quite impressive relationship you got there. Um, cool. Um, I'll ask the next question. I'm very interested to find out about ZKM, the EVM, and StarkX. Uh, you are obviously aware of the two uh, chains that they're building. One's existing and one's getting built right now. I have. Where are you at? I think you mentioned StarkX in the past. Is there any future potential with use of ZK even? Was it all going to be on StarkX? I mean, for the time being, it's going to be StarkX. Like, it's something that we haven't even stopped ourselves to think. Um, and we need to change to, to the Polygon integration. Um, and so ultimately what, what, what we care about is for um, which is the experience or, the, or which is the technology that is going to enable us to provide the best possible experience in the in the most frictionless experiences for the players and for the users and and we still believe that star you know starkware has like an, an impressive technology through zk rollups um and and so so far we don't have a strong reason to change you know? um yeah so we are sticking with it at the moment yeah, it makes sense if if you're going to use if you don't need to use the extra capability or contract capability of zk EVM and just using the APIs in in the it's quite minimal what acts what the NFTs you can use on StarkX and the reason why they're building zk EVM is that reason. But if you don't need that, StarkX is a way better opportunity uh, solution for for builders, gas free. Simple. Um, only thing is, is passport be a bit after the their um, zk EVM. Actually, that I'm asking all the questions here, but I'll, this will be my last one. And let the Suze go next. <laughs> um, what tools are in techs are you going to be using in the IMX suite? Uh, and does that include passport when it comes out in the future? And, and if you're not going to use passport, passport, what login credential system are you going to use? So we are using, I believe, everything except. Um, IMX passport at the, at, at the moment, um, yep. just because, like, um, you know, IMX passport, it's, you know, I think it's, it's great, um, but still they are, you know, 
finalizing and fine-tuning um, some elements within the IMX Passport feature, um, mainly around like connectivity of wallets um, and how to transpass um, the or, or, or to onboard existing users of the, the platform to IMX wallet, right? Um, and and and, and I, I think they're working on some of these features, and eventually we'll go with IMX Passport. Um, but so far we're we're sticking with um, now we are working with Web3 Auth as our uh, you know um, self-custodial wallet solution, where effectively you would register into House of Boxing and automatically your wallet would be created behind it, um, behind the the, the the user. And if you are a Web3 um, enthusiast you, and you have a MetaMask, you can even connect it as well, right? So yep. we're giving that flexibility to the user. And at the same time, if you are a first timer in blockchain, you might, and you don't care about blockchain, <laughs> you can you can enjoy the experience anyway as well. Yeah, that's one of the first things I noticed um, and why it seemed like, you know, there was no reason to, to go to the Passport for you guys is um, already using the Web3 auth and, and email uh, connectivity and ability to uh, get all your assets and everything was already there. So it, it really did make sense uh, to, to wait until it's, you know, fully flushed out for the, the Passport and everything. And, um, and that's something that, that makes sense, you know, like, uh, the web three enthusiasts that already has been in web three and, and they don't have the need for passport, you know, they, they still do, um, need to figure out, you know, or ex at least explain, you know, how, how is the user with a, with a MetaMask already going to interface when they have uh, now the passport as well. It just becomes another thing to keep track of, right? So um, I'm, I'm actually interested oh, yeah. to see what they what they do. Yumin, uh, another uh, immutable project uses Web3 Auth as well. Um, it's very seamless um, experience. Like I imagine it'd be similar to what Passport offers anyway. There is a little bit more that Passport offers. Obviously, the inter interconnected and interconnectedness with the marketplace and with, um, you know, with with the, the whole ecosystem it ties in. But it's not out for another six months at least, probably for for our uh, StarkX implementation. So if you need a wallet now, it's not really going to be any use to you right. until then, at least. Right. So uh, I guess the next thing is, what, you know, what what's the best? What's your best experience? What's your worst experience so far? I guess with the with uh, working with IMX, uh, the protocol, is there anything, shortcomings that you, you know, wish, wish that there was a, a solution to or? Yeah, no, actually, like, this is a point that I mentioned to, to, to Rubik, to Rubik the, the, the other day, you know, like, I have to be careful about what, what I say about in middle because they are equity investors and partners and so on, so <laughs> I need to be, um, it's kind of a, a conflicting situation, but um, it, it's like ultimately, it's, I think we, we touched it a bit like um, just now. No, ultimately, the the main pain I think that we all like have um, that we are trying to grow as fast as possible um, is the pace of execution and and you know the growing pains that Amiibo has. Um, I think that's kind of the the the, the you know um, sometimes it has been kind of the element that um was a bit more uh frustrating um but and and then the other the other piece was 
around um, around what is the best thing of working with them. No, ultimately, they they are a wonderful team to work with, um, and they have a very similar vision to what we have, and that makes the conversations very smooth. Um, and very quickly, we understand each other very, very quickly, and they support us in the best possible way to activate the product and to build um, a, a, a product that, as well, they can they can um, you know actually have um, knowledge transfer of all the all the projects that they are working in their ecosystem. They're like, oh, why don't you guys do this or that? Um, this has worked um, with. X project or this project is doing something super cool. Why don't you check it out, right? Like they is a very um, good partner to as well get in touch with other projects and know what other projects are doing that are is interesting, and that's super valuable when you know you are ultimately working in a rabbit hole, <laughs> and then yeah, <laughs> and then you have a partner that has that visibility within the market. It's, it's amazing. Right, and and I I under, totally understand what you're saying. You know, when when it comes to working with Immutable, you know, they're very much a startup as well. And when when you're working that closely together, you know, any of their growing pains are your growing pains too. So um, it, it totally makes sense. So Rubik and I have been doing uh, this little this little game that we wanted to kind of introduce to the podcast that um, basically making predictions of the monthly active users. So at the peak of House of Boxing, what is your prediction for the most monthly active users? Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> what, what a question, guys! What a question. Um, uh, um, hopefully, you guys, yeah, hopefully, no one quotes me um, in, a, in a few years from here. Um, but effectively, <laughs> like, look, ultimately, you know, we we are tapping into massive market, right? So, four hundred sixty-three million boxing fans worldwide. Like, I would be, like, I would be ultra mega excited if we're able to unlock just 1% of that market, right? So Agreed. If we're able, if we're able to get like to 4 million, um, you know, users and whatever, I, well, that would be massive for us, right? Um, so yeah, let's, let's try to get to the, like, to, to, uh, to hit the, the million mark. That's kind of the, our, our um, kind of, you know, hope one day. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of the, uh, let me let me be uh, try to be. No, I think it's quite optimistic, but at the same time, if you look at the at the overall picture, if you want to become kind of the number one uh, boxing experience worldwide, you at least need to tap into a significant por- portion of the of the core fan base of the sport. Champions don't aim to be top ten, mate. Yeah. They don't. They, their vision isn't to come top ten. Their vision is to become world champion. So I'm, you know, there's no, no nothing wrong with aiming for the stars in my mind, buddy. Go for it. You know, save the biggest number you want. And, and no one, no, it's a bit of a fun anyway. So it's not like it doesn't. It doesn't. It's it also a bit of self reflection. You know, we want to see what people, you know, aspirations are as well. But like, and I'll give you an example. We interviewed Evermoon recently, the the founder, and they just had a open. Uh, beta i think it might have been closed beta 
but it was like to the Southeast Asia region for a mobile MOBA game. It's not even advertised yet. It's nothing. They've got 58,000 monthly active users already, and it's not even wow. a game out yet. So, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, if you hit the right market, the right time and do the right marketing, you know, in this, in this thin kind of sport, that's got no interactions with this at all. And you can hide the blockchain. I think, you know, four millions, in my opinion is, um, actually quite low. I've actually said, I've already, I've already done my prediction last episode and I've guessed t- over 10 million. So I'm going legendary. You're going epic. What are you going? To, what, are you, what are you going to, Suze? No, and I, I totally agree with with your statement, Rubik. That you know, this is something that can can easily take off, especially with the the right partners and you know the right uh, promotion in the right places. Um, you know, getting people involved in and just making your prediction and and having the the ability to to win some money is huge. Um, I see it easily within the seven to ten million range. Um, so yeah, I'm sticking with it. You're going epic with uh, Joanne. I'm I'm going. I'm aiming higher than your own than the founder. I better get in and start. <laughs> help, help better start promoting it. So I, uh, I'm very competitive. I think I'm going to bring you to the to the next investor meetings that I that that, that, that I have. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I am from a sales background. <laughs> so, I sell, people used to say I could sell sand to the Egyptians and ice to the Eskimos. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, awesome. I love it. Yeah, mate. Is there anything else you want to, we, we might have missed that we spoke about in the past that you haven't got across yet? Like, you know, the, anything at all. The floor is yours, Joanne. Um, we're ex- I'm excited for this game. So I'm, I'm going to get it. I, I'm going to get it out. I told you I'd do that last time. I just haven't had time yet. I'm definitely going to get it out soon. Yeah, no, look, we are super, you know, it's been 12 months um, of ups and downs in the market and, you know, trying to shift our, um, shift our, our, our product towards something that is attractive enough for users to, to actually enjoy, right? And not, you know, look at just like the, you know, what, what, what it was happening in 2021, and 2022 around like the hype in Web3, but actually building a very exciting product that actually brings value to the users. No? And so we're excited that, that now we're coming to life um, and we're excited to, to bring this product to the users and hear them and build this product for them, right? Um, and, and so, you know, we're just, we're, we're just you, know, um, you know, hyped about getting finally after so many months to start getting the word out there and as you were saying just get get things going um so so yeah um many more things to come um in the next few weeks many partnerships to be announced and and yeah and hopefully we can start getting to the few thousands that get us to the millions in the next <laughs> in the next months or years i love it um uh, yeah it, there's a there's a lot to be excited for um great job uh for you and the team um, I'm definitely excited to, to see more from it. As you've seen, I've been uh, kind of here and there throughout uh, the last probably, I'd say six months, I've been popping in and checking some, on some updates, participating here and there. And um, I'm definitely excited as a, as a boxing fan to, to see where this goes and, and 
you know, watch you guys grow along, along the way. So, uh, thanks again for taking the time, uh, out of your day to, to come and hang out with us, tell us more about it and, uh, looking forward to the future. No, thank you guys for having me and, and, you know, wonderful, wonderful time to spend with you guys. Um, and I can, you know, hopefully we can, in a few weeks, a few months time, we can like have another chat and, um, and then you know, be able to provide even more visibility of how things are going and what is next. No, um, actually, again, no, thank you guys for, for everything. Actually, yeah, actually, the only person that's ever complained about our podcast to us is someone that complained that I said you were coming on the show and you weren't on it yet. And now you missed today's one as well that we released, and it's going to be next week's one that you come out. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see if that guy responds to me again and says, hey, how's the bo-? Because I told him you'll be in this one. Um, but because of our error and my error, nothing to do with you, we made the errors. We apologize and thank you for your flexibility. Um, it's going to be delayed again, but we've done it now. We're, get, we're out, and uh, and hopefully that that person, the wait, the you know, the wait was worth it. Um, but how does everyone else follow you? How do how 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 do they get involved with House of the Boxing, House of Boxing, at last, your or yourself, or and plug your stuff? Here's a chance to get people to join. Yeah, look, we are every single update is on. Um, at Etherlast House of Boxing in Twitter or, or X, I don't know how we should call it now. <laughs> but um, and so yeah, like every everything that happens there is 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 is, um, is kind of the latest one. Um, and so get you know um, we will be announcing multiple um, new updates in the few few weeks. So just stay tuned. Okay, and the uh, socials that they can follow House of Boxing. Yeah, um, it will be at, at uh, yeah in, in Twitter in um, mostly in Twitter and Instagram um, and then Discord, okay. um, but it, it's at Etherlast Boxing. Um, okay. That's kind of the not not Everlast. That's important, yeah. but Etherlast with with T. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. All right, folks. Well, thanks uh, thanks for tuning in with the for the interview here with. House of Boxing, John, thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. All right. I just wanted to say thanks again to John from uh, House of Boxing coming on and and taking the time to take us through everything they're doing over there. Um, Really excited to see how that progresses into the future. Yeah. Hey, mate. Um, That is... An exciting one like because just because of the potential if they get it right you know i think they could go huge um you know slowly build it's something they could build over time it's not going to be impacted by oh that's i'm late to the party like games are a lot of times games come out and a year later a lot it's harder for the game to take off you know the first initial growth is that first release date and so on but this is a thing they can they can build on over time and just get more and more content out and attract people over and over again. Um, yeah. And you seem to be excited about continuing playing it, so hopefully that translates to the most users. So that, that you know the retention is good. Um, yeah. yeah be interesting to see. I'm I'm excited tonight. Actually, there's a uh, there's a fight that's on there. Um, I put in my my predictions and everything, so we'll see if I get into the into the uh, into the money for that one. Yeah, and I'll, I'm going to surprise you with something. Um, 
Joanne's uh, also wants us to host a Twitter Spaces for him. Um, so look out for that. We'll put, you know, advertise it in our socials. Sweet. Um, and we'll, yeah, we're going to have some uh, actual, like, just more about relevant new that week kind of um, information. It might yeah. be an ongoing one um, yeah. as well. And inviting, inviting other guests and hopefully someone from Immutable. And, um, you know, we'll look at doing it not just us and house and boxing um it'll be us house and boxing and another party or some people like to have three or four games on one basis i personally don't like that because you're wasting their time they sit there listening to each other rather than actually you got someone that's got a lot of you know not a lot of time in their hand you know i'd prefer the one-on-one thing yeah but so he, maybe one other and therefore you get fit they get 50 percent of the time each but uh we'll see um give yeah. for that one that's yeah that sounds cool uh be able to go into it into in in more depth get people live uh to be able to experience you know what's going on in the in the environment there and also get some more eyes on these games that they're doing like real time because not everyone uh has you know is listening to the podcast but you know it's nice to be able to have an interview with people that know what they're talking about so that you're not stuck answering questions about you know, ancillary information. So that's cool of them yeah. to reach out. And, and they can, we can get the community asking questions yeah. from, you know, something which is the best thing about spaces, isn't it? So yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so Ember Sword, they did uh, another round of land sales. Um, and uh, it huge, it? yeah, it's pretty looking pretty big. Um, I, I wasn't. Ex- I honestly wasn't expecting it to be that big, and um, like it was slowly trickling away, trickling away, and then all of a sudden, uh, it just like blew up. Yeah. So there was t- two phases to the sale. Um, you know, you had you had to pre-register and um, to get allocated land, and if you did that, you got a discount of twenty-five percent. So some standard blocks were eighty dollars. Um, the discount was sixty. And then after it went to public, um, the price went up to 80, I believe. Is that correct? So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I bought during pre, uh, obviously pre-rolled it, because I've actually got a guild. I've got a heap of web two mates that have played EverQuest, Rift. Like, mate, I've got this 20, 20 MMOs that we've played together. <laughs> nice. Um, we're freaking super nerds. I am a nerd, yes. Um, we love ex- vanquishing bosses as a group, and we've been doing it for years. And you know, as an Australian guild that plays two nights a week, we were always in the top three Australian guilds with just two nights a week versus guilds that play five, six nights a week. So we yeah, that's saying something. Yeah, you know, we're always high achievers, efficient, and uh, so yeah, I've got them. They've absolutely these guys are absolute crypto haters, like those typical NFT haters. Blockchains are scammed. All of them are. And I'm happy to say I've got them to commit to Embersword. I said to them, no crypto in the game, only skins are NFTs. You don't have to buy them if you don't want them. And the login will be a mutable passport, which is just a, a, a social login. And they went, yep, we'll give it a go. So I've got them to, three or four of them have created accounts on Embersword. I bought, I had one land, I bought four in a, in a little square so we can build our, um, our guild hall. But I might have to end up buying a bigger block. I don't know how that all works. I didn't look into it enough to know what we bought, but... Yeah, I'm pumped. But in terms, of that was me personally. Um, you know, that kind of the kind of cute graphics it's got, like a, that cute art style, is just so appealing to people. Like you don't need to make a AAA realistic graphics for people to enjoy a game. 
know yeah, I mean? no, and 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 really, like the good gameplay is gonna really make be the deciding factor as well. Um, and you know, I I actually I got land in the very first sale that they did. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually have I have a settlement um, that I got from the very first round, and I've been thoroughly excited about it from day one. Um, and I like how they've been actually like building out more of it. I got to play during the um, the quick weekend play test. That was pretty fun. Um, I had I I actually speaking of non Web three players, um, I actually saw video of a YouTuber that isn't even a crypto YouTuber. He actually was over playing it for a little bit on his Twitch stream, and. Mm. You know, like that's saying something like you said, like getting non Web3 players, non, you know, just gamers that want to play a game that enjoy the style. And I think that they're well on their way uh, to, to hitting it out of the park, you know, and and I, I just want to see more consistent um, gameplay like a beta weekend so we can like really dive into the mechanics of it because I didn't get to play enough, I feel so. We'll see. Yeah, no, I definitely want to play it again, and I played it for for just one uh, of the play tests, and it was a bit buggy for me, but I understand that's what you're beta testing for. Um, but it was fun, and it was just you know I could see that they're building a, a good game around it. But in terms of the land sale, like there was like I think a hundred thousand blocks of land, maybe more. Um, it was at least there's huge amounts of land, um, and people bought multiple blocks, and you could see. They they've got the map of where the land's available and the blue squares are available and the white squares are sold out. And you're right. After the um, initial pre-order sale, it was pr- still pretty full. Like all the edges were f- completely blocked out, like with available land. And I did a tweet yesterday, or, what, or it was on the uh, Friday, I think, for Friday the the fifth of August, that um, sh- that showed how how much was left then, and it was like less than ten percent. So it went from 30, 40% left to 10% from the, in the open sale. So it's, it didn't, it didn't quite sell out, but I don't think, I think it's pretty successful land because they, they didn't sell like 10,000 limited. It was hundreds of thousands of land, I'd say like maybe 150,000 land plots. Yeah. That's um, uh that's pretty massive. So, yeah. um, good, about- good on the team for, for being able to, you know, bring in that type of excitement and stuff like that too. Yeah, I think I think that and getting back to your point about the web two pairs or the non crypto native people, this is the bubble crypto people live in. Like they think that, you know, choosing the chain is going to be the successor, you know. It's the chain is only going to make it possible to be a successor. You know what I mean? Like it's if it's capable of you know, of delivering an experience, a seamless experience. So that they get these games can reach mass mass adoption because crypto That's a thousand crypto, percent. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, the the blockchain or the chain itself, uh, any of that needs to be completely agnostic to the game, right? Um, and yeah. and that that's that's what most people right now I feel don't understand. They're they're marketing their games as crypto games and things of that nature, and it only markets to a very narrow group of people, which are you know, the crypto degens that want to try to figure out how to gamify their their crypto addiction. 
and that's not what gaming is so yeah no, this, it's going to be very apparent once these uh triple a or you know like triple a experiences or triple a games start to land in two one maybe the end of this year might see a couple but i think the end of 2024 is when we'll start to see those games come out of the woodwork out of stealth you know that you know like this space nation that came out three months ago that's only got um you know only been, it's been built for three years no one i don't know anyone knew about it before three months ago so not these people that come and do mints three years before their games come out you know like which which is what you know a lot of these companies had to do to fund the you know get the funding to build so but yeah ember sword they're yeah. they've they've kind of done it they've done a sold their land before you know before the game come out which is um, it, but it shows that they've got the community behind them to, to start this game off. And yeah, we'll see how it, how it ends up, you know, when it comes out in middle of 2024, I believe. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually probably, I'm, I'm part of like one of the guilds, um, like, um, like, in uh, uh, yeah, like one of the, I'm part of one of the guild houses and they started like asking questions and getting a lot more active uh, over the last month. We've been doing like yeah. a, a weekly check-in and stuff like that. So I know stuff is getting close. So excited for that. Awesome. So what is this medieval empires that slid in like right under the radar uh, just the other day? Did you get a chance to yeah. take a look? Uh, I, I was actually involved in it when it wasn't, I think it was it wasn't didn't have a chain now announced or it was it was on um, Polygon. Um okay. it was partnered with Britaria and it's just all this stuff was happening and I was like red flags and I just just unfollowed them and, and um but then they were also selling an MMO, not a strategy empire age of empire style strategy game. So I wonder if it's the same game, you know. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if they they might have pivot done a pivot and changed or something yeah well i um don't know much about them honestly but they've you know if immutables does a lot of due diligence before they sign games and officially announce them yeah so you know um i if it is the same game sorry (laughs) 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 sorry i got that one wrong i'm not one to it happens though it happens though like with the with so much being kind of like thrown in our face every day, it's easy to see something and, and try to see past the, uh, you know, maybe the fluff and, and be wrong. So um, I know like, for instance, I actually want to bring this up. This wasn't on our list, but um, Mojo Melee, they are um, a game that's just like a head to head auto battler where each turn you put out, you know, different characters onto the, onto the board. And they actually got a um, partnership with Amazon to do a free NFT for all Amazon prime members. And yeah, that is only the second collection to ever, or game to ever be added to Amazon NFT. And I didn't even know there was a first one. So, um, Mm. I actually, I checked them out. It's funny because I checked them out um, probably like three weeks ago on a whim. Mm. Um, and then they they just released this. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can go and link your uh, Mojo Melee account to, excuse me, to your uh, Amazon Prime. And then you automatically get 
the the NFT character as well as some gems and stuff like that. And I thought it was really interesting because um, it brings in again a, a a group of people that might be getting the the monthly Amazon Prime gaming rewards that totally would never have happened upon a game like Mojo Melee that has uh, NFTs in it and now are being brought in because of that. And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, cool. Um, going back to Medieval Empires before we ca- oh, carry on the- my um, bad. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. I wanted to say that you know, they got $7 million in investment from a VC. Um, and the reason why I had red flags was that every one in 100 tweets was about the game and 99 was about their token. So, you know, you, that's usually a pretty big red flag for me. Maybe they needed the funding to continue their dream and that was what they were trying to achieve, which is a lot of games are doing. But it, all, it also puts me in a position that as a gamer that anyone that really pumps that much token talk, you know, I want to see the game before I will commit to it. And now that it's, you know, sponsored by Mutable, um, partnered with Mutable, they do the due diligence. I trust that 7 million funding from a VC since. They didn't have that at first. And the gameplay looks really cool. Um, you know, I, I will definitely be checking it out because I love real-time strategy games. Um, yeah. Especially the MMOs. For sure. And, and that's something that, you know, um, with the, the token might have allowed them enough uh, room to, to, like you said, to be able to go out and, and live their dream and be able to get the funding, the extra funding that they needed or finish out certain parts of it that weren't just quite polished enough to show it, right? And um, once you get that done and then you're able to show it, um, you know, you, you get companies like uh, Immutable wanting to partner. So that's uh, good on them and, and looking forward to, to check it out. Very happy to be proven wrong and to, um, you know, I'll follow them and see how they, you know, track their game now um, and see if it's something I want to play. For sure. But um, Mojo Millie, I, um, I was, I played, I got like a VIP pass for that when it first came out. And then right. I found out it was, just, it was just an auto battler. So um, I'm a, you know, I've told you this before on this pod, I think that I'm not, I didn't get into Alluvium at the start because it was just an auto battler. You know, I played Dota for 11,000 hours and I played Auto Chess, the inventor of those auto battlers. Well, the reason why they grew, grew to grew to mass adoption is because they built it and of course Riot copied them. Um, and then built Team Fact Tactics, and I just didn't get into it. So I never. Got, I saw my lame merger melee become this order, just an auto battle. And I was like, nah, not involved in it. So, uh, what have you played it? Did you actually play the game merger melee? Is it yeah is it fun? It, okay, so I'll admit, um, I had fun playing it. Um, I I did like the the different characters and how you can like arrange the different teams that you have um, so that it gives a spin to it. Um, part of the, the RNG of like, you, you don't know what, uh, deck, you know, what cards you're going to pull for each turn, um, is interesting. It feels like, uh, almost it could be staged to like, Hey, you win a certain amount and then you lose, you win a certain amount and then you lose unless, I don't know. It just seemed, it it didn't seem like I had much control over the actual outcome of the, of the, of the battle. Right. Because the other person could just get better cards than than I did uh, on that round, and it just didn't seem fair. So um, I I I had the NFT and I actually sold it. So um, 
<laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Amazon Prime, for a free uh, NFT that I was able to to go ahead and sell. So, oh, nice, <clears throat> cool. All right, and uh, they're on Polygon, aren't they? It's yeah, interesting to see if they go um, over to ZKVM Immutable or when Polygon upgrades to ZKVM on their uh, DPoS account. Right, and and that's something that like. Um, I figured, you know, there's always the possibility to do anything that's on Polygon right now has that ability to kind of uh, bridge that gap if they want to. So, yeah, if they need to, I don't think a game like that would need it though. Uh, probably yeah. not. So uh, the next thing on the radar this week was the uh, GameStop announcing that they are no longer going to be supporting their uh, wallet. So. Um, yep. That was some big news. Um, had some mixed reactions from the community, but um, in the end, like I, I, I totally understand why they're doing this. Um, regulatory uncertainties in the United States, as well as you know, the way that the SEC tends to enforce is by just uh, uh, or regulate is by enforcement. So I, mm. I, I think it's smart to go ahead and say, hey, guys, get your stuff out, um, export your your private key over to a MetaMask or um, a couple people from the community put together some tools to send stuff over. Um, be sure that you do not send any IMX NFTs to Loopring. Um, pretty sure it, it will give you an error and say that it's not an immutable wallet. And um, But just double... No, it will, it, it will not do that. <laughs> Um, actually I, I, I tested it. So, um, it did, it did give an error saying that it is not an immutable activated wallet. So, um, what the game, the GameStop wallet gave you that, gave you that error. What, what, where where did you get that error message? Um, when I, if you do it through, um, a tool, so instead of sending it directly within the wallet itself, you can go to a tool like, um, imxtools.io or something like that and you can use the transfer utility there because i i definitely did not want to try and send it within the wallet itself because the wallet itself does not know that it's not a uh activated immutable wallet so so we'll we'll both write (laughs) yeah absolutely if you send it directly through the the wallet it will allow you to send it and it's lost forever so do not do that um you would have to use a tool um, I saw a, a guide um, about Loopring, obviously a Loopring fan of the GameStop side and was given a whole guide on how to move stuff. And they did say at the end that, you you know, NFTs you, you won't work, but the tokens will. But if you send immutable tokens from the GameStop wallet directly to a Loopring wing wallet without converting it into the Loopring style of token, then it will be lost forever, those tokens as well. So that's why I put my post up there about yeah. a week ago and be very careful because the guides are, getting, are not quite accurate. Correct. You know, so, um, because they see, because these people see the ability to turn an IMX token into a Loopring token. It's IMX, but it's it's actually going through a conversion process. It, on the blockchain, it's removing it from Ethereum, uh, lock up for Immutable, re-locking it up for a Loopring, and therefore it'll have a, a different... Uh, 
different status and you won't be able to access it from the loop ring. Yeah, uh, and they're completely different layers. Um, you actually have to use like layer swap to, to do it properly. So like if you, yeah, yeah so um, just best to not do it. Um, if you if you have anything that is uh, GameStop wallet related on an Immutable X, go ahead and export your key, private key to a MetaMask wallet. Um, it's free, simple and you don't have to worry about it from there. Um, but like I said, mixed emotions in the community. I expected that to happen. Very passionate community. Um, and it, it just kind of reiterated the, the fact of, of the matter is, you know, they, they don't want to really necessarily mess around with certain areas because they don't have to. Um, apologize for my dogs barking in the background, but... Um, they're, you know, they, they don't want to mess around with certain areas if they don't have to. They're, they're a game company that, um, wants to introduce and provide gamers, um, the ability to, to play, play games. And, and it looks like, um, you know, in the near future, they're, they're coming out with a launcher that's, uh, you know, 90% of what Elixir is right now. Um, and, being able well, being able to have that interface is much more valuable than than having a wallet i i say personally well uh, there's a bit about that as well someone in twitter told me that they're charging $15,000 to launch a game on their on their on their launcher so each game that decides to launch on it has to pay 15,000 down down payment which is a way to make money with back back in back to the wallet like it doesn't matter if which wallet they use if it um if it works, it works. You know what I mean? Like it, they don't make any money out of owning a wallet, do they? There's no income from producing a wallet. All it is is a money co cost. So personally, I, I, my belief would be behind the system. The majority of the reason isn't the actual financial status, you know, what they've, what they've made out publicly. It would be the, it's no point us making it, especially considering their competition is moving to all this account abstraction stuff, passport, exactly. sequence. You're brave. Exactly. You know, there's all these, and there's all these new ones popping up left, right, and center that are social login, and you know it's so simple, and it's obviously the future, especially in gaming. Maybe in DeFi, MetaMask doesn't matter, but that's actually another subject from a lot of even gamers that say, "Oh, the MetaMask is nothing wrong with MetaMask." I can't believe that these people think that. Like, it's so easy to understand. Like they say that's the you know the, the difficulties people go through to play games you got to make a fun game but people lining up to buy a playstation 2 didn't think that they were scams you know what i mean they weren't told by the media playstation 2 the playstation 2 is a scam but then then they didn't go you know and have that narrative out there and then go line up for days to to get it <clears throat> you know that so the, the wallet is there to help trojan horse past that a narrative that currently exists and, and anyone denies that is isn't really yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, like like you said, they're they're not making any money off of it. So um, having to keep a team that would have to keep up with everything on on the, the back end of that stuff is a lot to do. And yeah. um, I I already know that like they they already got rid of the, the people that were working on it. So um, it there was clearly no one working on it, and um, there was no updates for a very long time. So it the writing was on the wall for that. So I, I fully expected yep. that. And nine times out of I mean, 10. I mean, I mean, I mean, sorry. 
nine times out of 10, when I'd go into it, um, it never showed my layer one um, coins correctly. It would show like all sorts of weird numbers that um, I felt like I had a lot of money, but I didn't. So, yeah, the reason they did it, it doesn't really matter. Um, they, I think it's the right decision for them. It, you know, it was good to garner that GME people support at the start. But the thing is, the problem is the if you don't update it, then you're leaving your, your users with a second-rate experience. And they saw where the, the, the wallets are going and said, "This we just can't afford to keep up. Well, we don't need to pay for this investment to keep this going when there's so many good options out there. Passport's coming. Our number one support partner is going to be having Passport. Which Robbie hinted on an MA recently that there's a big announcement with um, with um, GameStop coming out shortly. I predict it's going to be a social uh, tool, just like that. All these social tools, you know, that are coming out from like uh, Rep on Gala. You know, there's lots of these. So they're realizing the, the lack of social tools in, in in the Web3 arena. So I think they're going to build a, a social tool and it, with Immutable and Passport. Why would you use GameStop Wallet when you could use Passport to when you've got that simple social login cross all platform can integrate with checkout and be able to buy on their marketplace all the mutable nfts so yeah and i one thing with that too is if you use the same email that you use for your gamestop pro rewards like you basically have a way of tracking your users that way and um at at least offering um something to them for setting it up so so that it's linked right and Mm -hmm. that's something that's so easy to do um, and they have millions of emails because of how many users that they have from um, Pro Rewards. So easy blast with an email campaign and click through, and you, you're you're in with a special NFT for setting up through through that being a Pro Rewards member. You know, and it, it's that easy. So yeah, and the, look, last, the last thing on the last thing on GameStop for me is um, th- there was a post in the Mutable Discord about. We're, work, we're working with the GameStop team to come up with a solution for all the users. So if you're worried, if you're a user of GameStop Wallet and you're worried about how to get your mutable assets out and your loop ring assets out separately and right, they, I assume that Immutable will come out with a tool very soon because it's November the 1st, so it's only two months away. Um, so yeah, just uh, keep an eye on the Immutable Discord for update on how to do that. I don't know, hopefully a one button push um, tool comes out of something yeah and and like i said there people in the community have done that done a lot already so just be sure to ask around and uh don't don't go to any um <laughs> i some, somewhere i saw that there was like a google form people saw that um was asking for their their seed phrase and stuff and i was like oh gosh don't don't do yeah. that yeah there's lots of oh, the scamming is so bad um actually there was a pretty prominent um Twitter owns a business actually quite posted about GameStop and, and like a negative post about like as if they're leaving and how this is a massive loss for anyone involved, you know, partnering with GameStop. I just, the, just the, 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 the I don't know, the, the, the ability to critically think about things and look into the future and see how this is an absolute small nothing burger and being partnered with Immutable, uh, sorry, with, GameStop is an absolute win for anyone that gets to do it because there's such a huge community that they can tap into. Yeah. Uh, I I, I mean, at that point, people are just really looking for kind of like 
like the buzz that's going to catch someone's eye. I feel like it's almost like a clickbait type thing. Um, they know that they, that we have a pretty strong community and, and anything, even if it's negative attention, it's attention. So I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, news outlets and, and people like that are, are quick to do that with, with anything GameStop. So, um, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's see. Um, rec league. Twitter, Twitter, uh, engagement farming for their dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to get numbers up to get paid by Twitter. So the, the, the next thing is, is rec league, um, coming from Yuga labs, uh, pretty interesting, uh, mech fighting, uh, and I, I don't know what to think yet. I, I, part of me thinks it's cool. Part of me, I don't know. I think it's cool. I think yeah. it's, um, you know, it's Enway who Justin Kruger, who was this, was the, um, community manager, like I said, like head of community in immutable left immutable after only about eight months to go to Enway. Yep. So he must have got, um, you know, partnered with Animoca Brands is the, you know, the, the parent, parent company, company of, to Yuga. Yeah. Of, uh, to Yuga and to, um, you know, to everything pretty much, including immutable. They've got a stake in immutable. Um, so maybe that was a, you know, like an inside discussion about getting him to go to this team to, to help get it ready for like do his part of growing that community. Um, and yeah, so we don't know that, but the game itself been using the Yuga Labs brand to sell it is that what they're doing you think they're using that to get the, the clout about well i think i think yuga actually purchased enway and um so the as the what they call uh-huh. the yuga verse is is expanding um they're they're bringing in other other games like this so um it it's interesting because all board ape and uh Coda holders get um, a free NFT, which is like a, a pre-fused mech that has all the attachments on it. Um, you can't detach, I don't believe, uh, no, from those. So um, all of the actual minted mechs, uh, you will have the ability to add the parts to the mech. And there's like 10 parts that make a full mech. And... Um, it, it looks really interesting, and I see uh, the ability for uh, a crazy ladder uh, to to be there. And I even saw, you know, Yatsu uh, calling for a little battle, and and Robbie chimed in and said he's he's in. So um, you know, it, it's cool to have cross community pollination. Um, I know that personally, there's a little bad blood between the the ape community and and uh imx i think i feel um i i personally feel that there is because of what they did with the the whole ape coin thing um and basically almost nuking the entire crypto community as we know it um when they decided yeah uh, uh that free mint thing no yuga no yuga basically almost nuked the entire crypto community when they decided that they were going to basically create their own blockchain. That was way back before the Acoin DAO even cre- was created, right? And on oh, that, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so on that day, um, 
Robbie and 10 other people sat in a room and for 10 hours straight and and wrote what is now ApeCoin DAO um, and said, hey, Yuga Labs, read this and uh, vote. You know, we're going to vote on it based basically or accept it. And they said they came back and they said, hey, we need 30 days to go over this. And 30 days uh, was up and they said, hey, we need another week. OK, so they said, OK, we'll give you another week. Week goes by and they said, OK, we accepted it. Right. So that's how ApeCoin DAO was created. Um, Robbie Ferguson was involved in that. Yep, he he and and ten ten other people were were the ones that wrote and didn't. Oh, mate, you learn something every day, don't you? That's that's awesome. Yeah. Is Robbie a, 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 a token holder or a um a Yuga a PFP holder? Which which I I think I think okay. So I think what it, what it was was being such a big uh, proponent of like having like the open everything be on ethereum and what they were doing was they were basically going to take a bunch of liquidity out of ethereum build this other side chain and that's what they were going to build other other side and the other deed and all that whole product line on and basically mm. apecoin dow was put in place so that hey come come over here and just build with us type thing and um mm. a whole bunch okay. of other stuff well, too, so We'll see what happens with that in the end. But um, my my biggest takeout from Rex League is yeah, but the game looks good. There's lots of people that play that type of game. I don't play that type of game. I've never been into Street Fighter, Tekken, and all those things. So um, I did play one of the 3D ones. What was it called? It was on the PlayStation for a little while, but yeah, yeah. And it's um, it's kind Soul of like Calibre. a Soul it's Calibre? kind yeah, Soul Calibur, and, and it's kind of like a dumbed down version. It's not necessarily as many buttons. Um, there's a mobile version of it as well, so it's not like anything where it's like super uh, intense gameplay where you're you're button mashing or anything like that. Um, it, it's like super <laughs> simple, a few attacks and and time based like cooldown. I think so. Um, it'll, it'll be uh, interesting. This is. It's, it obviously will be big in the you know one of the hits of the crypto community you'll get a lot of crypto people wanting to play it because it's associated with yuga it's a fun little easy game on mobile so i think it's going to be a success personally um even if it doesn't go mainstream but my hot take which i, I got one comment on I was, I was i was expecting a lot of hate but their strategy of how they're going to enter web 2 market is from their web 3 holders of nfts creating copies of their mechs as non-NFTs and then selling them to non-Web3 players to be able to, for them to be able to play the game. That shit is going to go down like a lead balloon, mate. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not, it's, it's not going to be um, something I predict to be. <laughs> how, how, how do you say, like, how, how is it any different than the, the circumstance we have right now that someone right-click saving and just minting something? Like, how is it any different than it is now? Well, the reality is it's not what really happens. You know, you don't get the, the ownership of it, but the, the, the perception of the non-knowers that are reading the headlines being told all cryptos are scams are going to be like, you're telling me I'm going to be buying JPEGs off this crypto scammer? No chance. So that's that's why I've, it'll go viral. There'll be if it happens, if people catch on that that's what's happening, 
and there'll be reports in Twitter about these videos of people reporting on how this game is scamming the gamers by selling JPEGs to... Yeah, I mean, anytime there's a, anytime there's a new game, anytime there's a new PFP collection, anytime there's anything that any, anyone uh, goes viral or anything like that, there are scams. So um, I, I, I really don't see how it's any different than it currently is, but um, you know that there's going to be a lot of more eyes on it. So we'll, we'll see. Well, the difference is that that the game will be free to play, other than buying the mechs off off a store to be able to play, and they won't. It'll be available to them probably on Steam even because it's not a crypto game. That's the non crypto side of it, and they're going to work out that they're getting those from a another gamer that's selling their N- NFTs. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Just the way it's it's going to be perceived by the people, but that has to come out. And I agree with you, mate. Like, there's that resistance as always, but this is different. There's never been a game that the players sell non-NFTs to other players. I I don't know from creating one. That's new. That's brand new. Yeah, you agree with that? Yeah, I, 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 I. I I guess I'm missing the point. Like, did they announce that it's not going to be on chain or what? Yeah, they said they're going to. I read the the utility of all the stuff, and one of the things is that crypto holders of NFTs can duplicate their mech and sell it to Web two players. That's part of the utility. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> if that comes out, it's gonna. You know, what these Web two NFT haters are gonna be like, "What the hell?" You there, right there's got to be an a- there's got to be an asterisk in there that we're missing. Um, I, I'm hoping that we're missing something fine print or something that says, "Hey, only if you have uh, a certain level or something like that." I don't. I don't know where. Uh, almost like on Zed Run, you could like. Um, you could breed your horses and stuff a certain amount of times, you know? So we'll see. Mm. Um, it would be interesting. Like you, you create uh, a clone that you can sell, uh, if people want it, because like your, your mech is like your, your mech wins a lot and they want, you know, some sort of trait or a possibility of getting that trait, uh, when they buy your clone. I don't know. That'd be cool. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a lot of mechanics that it, it, We'll see. We we gotta see. I'm excited for it. It looks it looks interesting. Hopefully they don't make it so the mechs are like a thousand dollars and and you know uh, no one can play. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it turns out. Uh, Space see. Nation. Uh, that's the next one on the list here. Um, whitelist. Actually, whitelist so- grind has commenced. <laughs> Oh, it's one of those grinds again, and you got like all the bots or people being paid by the by the whales to go and grind on the Discord, and it's just going, yeah, just garbage messages, and it's got the like a like an exponential growth. If you, it's got a really interesting. It's never I've never seen it done like this before. Like if your Steam level counts, your NFT collection of like blue chip NFTs count. Also, your amount of Ethereum you've got in your in your wallet. If I knew that, I would have put a different wallet on. Damn it! Um, and also your Discord level, which is not that much points. 
So people that I, I went, I was top 20 for a little while, two, uh, two days ago, and then at the end of la- last night, when I went to bed, I was 60th, and this morning I woke up, I'm 140th. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a, the top 300 get a whitelist spot. Um, there's a difference. There's a whitelist and an allow list. The whitelist is 300 of 515 guaranteed mint if they mint. Then after that, the allow list is um, open, uh, gas wars on the Ethereum layer one. Um, I just got excited about this game. It's, it closes that window, closes on the 18th, um, and then on the 28th. If you get a white, if you get a, a, a PFP, it's also a pass to the game. Game, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, play, the 28th the play test. The gameplay play test. That's it. I'm looking. Thank you for correcting me. Um, yeah, so I would. I just want to play it. So that's why I'm growing. I don't care about the PFP. I just want to play the game. <laughs> just let me play your game, mate. I'm dedicated to playing the game. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a farmer. I'm not a flipper. I'm never going to sell your PFP. You're going to sit in my wallet forever, and I'm going to literally play your game. That's all I want to do this for. And I'm desperate. So I'm. I'm on Steam this morning, waiting for this to to uh, pod, do this podcast, reading about how to get levels. Because if you get a level thousand, you're you're, you're guaranteed in. And I'm only level fifteen or for, at nine before I started this grind, and I'm now 15, and there's this really easy way to get points if you've been playing for a long time, I found out. So I'm wondering if, if I, I might actually get close to 1,000 points, I think, from what I'm, my first initial research is. And if I get to 1,000 Steam points, I can uh, easily get into that whitelist. So that's the goal. The grind the grind starts now. All right. Grinding, grinding Steam badges. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so... After that, we got Wagme. Um, they oh, there's one they, the Galaxy Commander. Oh, Galaxy well, I, on well. the end. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry to cut you off. That's one of the games that I, it's a play test at the end of this month as well. Um, there's a, right now you can go and apply to be a part of the the game test. Um, in Twitter, just follow them on Twitter. Galaxy Commanders. Um, that's that little two D kind of three D ish, but more like a Clash of Clans style game where you send your army in but instead of your army you're sending your weapons in and you're defending you're setting up your defenses you're setting up your attacks you're deciding when to deploy them just in a one versus one battle so very excited about that one that's the kind of game that we were awesome just to you know sit in the lounge and play on your tablet and um you know I'm, I'm that that's the game i'm the most excited for now in in uh in all the crypto maybe eating shardbound because of the casual style of the you know getting older don't have the reflexes in spark ball yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyone that wants to join that playtest, uh, you know, follow them on Twitter, Galaxy Commanders. Yeah, that one's looking cool. Um, I I actually just joined or registered for the playtest for that, so well, um, sure. it'll be cool when to be able to check out. Um, It'd be awesome if we can verse each other in the playtest. That'd yeah, be so fun. that's that's what we got to figure out. Um, yeah. So the next one is uh wagme games wagme defense they uh announced their soft launch um available to players on android right now um so mm. if you uh if you sign up for that i actually just got the email uh this morning that they accepted me and then you have to you have to send them the email that you use for your google play uh, store email and then uh, they send you something else to to go download it so damn I'm not invited yet oh yeah yeah I just got yeah. the email this morning um, saying that uh, yeah that you know here's where is it general stamima um, 
yeah, verify your Google Play email, email address here, um, and then you'll get your invitation to play. Uh, it doesn't matter if you don't have an Android phone. Uh, if you own a PC or Mac, you can use BlueStack emulator and connect your Google account. So pretty cool there. Yeah, they've been hyping up this um, game. They're the kings of hype, and the game looks fun, though. If they get it right and they get the balance right, and they, you know, they're six months' time from now, they said they're going to have a full on graphics overhaul. It's going to be version two, sort of thing. Um, and then it's just the start. They mentioned they. I was on a live stream just a, um, on a spaces, just listening while I was working. Um, you know, so heard the fat CEO drop a bomb by accident that they're working on a. TV series right now, um, so they're that's why they've been able to uh, you know they've hired a lot of really big names in their gaming space like really XEA a couple of XEA people and to be able yeah. to do that you have to have some you have to have some kind of substance to offer them like and so you know there's obviously a you know some stuff behind the scenes happening we don't know about because it doesn't sound what's come out so far is that re- revolutionary exciting. But they keep on hinting that there's so much coming and so much excitement that we're going to change the game, you know, all this stuff. And yeah, so like wary of hype, but I've always had an eye on Wagner because it's a fun little game. Again, a mobile game. You sit there, I've got an Android, sit there and just play it on the toilet while you're watching TV, while you're watching a, a, a rom-com with your wife, um, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, you can be sm- smashing aliens instead of watching... Oh, Romeo, you are my love. So, yeah, that's, what, that's, what I, that's what I'm looking forward to for, about it. Yeah. So soften the blow of, of the rom-coms I'm forced to watch it on, uh, once every couple of weeks. Yeah, it, it's just <laughs> hard when, when you win a battle and you start cheering and it's the sad part of the movie um, and, and you, then you get caught. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah. it's, big news. it's big news. Once it goes open, see, to see how it grows and how, what their marketing strategies they've got in place because they have got a big wig marketing person as well they've just hired. So um be interesting to see how they get this out to yeah. Web2 people. The frictionless, um, immutable technology they use, um, I'd assume they're going to be using Web3 off as the login rather than password because it's not ready yet. Um, so there's a couple of immutable games that have gone with Web3 off wallets yeah um because they need to go to launch now so that's probably done that um you did mention that they moved their pfp slash comics onto ethereum layer one um uh, to me so that was probably a smart decision from their part because mutables volume is all about gameplay like yeah ember sword land you know the the the, the nft is about gaming most people buying that stuff isn't buying it to flip it they're buying it because they want to build something on that game and play games so that's what Immutable is winning at. They're winning when they launch products that are for, for games because that's their audience. So if you if you launch a PFP project on Immutable, it's probably unless it's like a AAA quality like VV and all those kind of that and, and IMVU and the absolute top cream. They're not. It's not like that DGen money in there just to to flip things on Immutable. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, and then to wrap things up, we have another weekend of Sparkball. Um, I've been thoroughly enjoying that. Uh, you and I got to play a little bit last night, and um, th- they they did have a, a couple hiccups. Also, be sure to be on the lookout. Do not click anything in their Discord because they had their Discord compromise. Mm. If it's still compromised by the time this goes live, um, you know, you just never click on anything like AirDrop or anything like that, or click on this link and pay gas, and you'll get this. Like you just. 
that's never going to be an offer. No, no company is ever going to do it. So just hopefully there wasn't too many newbies that are, um, you know, that have got put some bought some effort for the first time because they want to get involved. Because actually a lot of new players in Sparkball this round are new, brand new players playing off Steam. Seeing yeah, so, yeah. And they, 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 those kind of people aren't going to be have people with wallets, so they're going to be fine. Yeah, um, I saw a few people that that mentioned on Twitter that they were affected. I wasn't sure, um, you know, who was being serious and who wasn't, but I was able to see that it looked like at least two of them were for sure uh, were able to verify that they had, you know, like point three or something, point three five drained from their wallets. So, um, you know, it, it sucks to happen. You you never just go clicking on things um also you know when when one of the big things is like um <sighs> connecting to something like that with your hot wallet with a hot wallet that has stuff in it is is just not necessary right yeah. so just yeah. be smart about it um and always watch out for stuff like that so um i'm yeah. I, i'm ready to like honestly go play some spark ball right now um if we yeah, could, if we could just end the yeah. the podcast here and <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to, just wanted to say that you know it's to me the sparkball well I'm serious too uh, <laughs> sparkball is to me the funnest game I've played full stop like I played Diablo for a Ford 30 hours or something I I literally only grind onto it because of my mates playing it and I'm like just I just can't get any joy out of it all but sparkball I just laugh it's competitive it's the best game I've played in so long and probably I'm not just saying that. probably one of the best glitches last night too that you got yourself into like being stuck in the side of the mountain getting stuck in the side of the wall and like we're like wait how do we get him out of here i'm looking forward to an to a maybe an australian server if it takes off and goes global and it gets an australian server because so many times i jump in front of the ball predict a ball shot on goal or something and i jump in front of it and on my screen i'm there and it and then blocking it and it goes straight through me and scores. So I'm a bit behind the play on the U S service. Yeah. Still, this game's not definitely, there were a lot of players from uh, Brazil too. I noticed. Yeah. Well, this game as well, like I'm not just saying that because this game's on immutable because, you know, some people think that I just care about immutable because I report on an immutable. I do a podcast about immutable. I love games. I'm a gamer and Sparkball is not hundred percent destined for immutable. We don't know where it's going to end up. So, you know, they've announced it once, but there's lots of things changed, including their funding, which they we know everyone knows that they're looking for funding to continue on. And that may involve them going to another chain. I don't care what chain they go on. If as long as it's an F-based chain, I'll play this game. Bye.